everybody and welcome to another edition of the Copcast podcast. Today on the, the pod I'm joined by three regulars in the form of Neil Patterson in Berlin. First of all, how are you this evening, Chief? All well with you? Yeah, not too bad. Had a couple of days to sort of get over the the result on on Sunday. And, and yeah, and I'm kind of trying to look for the positives now and, and, and looking forward to, to chewing this over and talking about the running. So yeah, not too bad. Oh, well, at least somebody's looking forward to it. I'm not. Next up in London, we have a Maranaz. Been a while since we've talked to you. How are you, Ums? Yeah, I'm all right. Yes, recovering from that game, but um, getting there slowly. Oh, you had the right shit and all after it, so that, that's hardly that's hardly a good <laughs> thing. You had double pain. Yep. Just a yep. There you go. And last but yep. not least, <laughs> in Belfast, we have Dave Dunning. Um, how are you this evening, Dave? Yeah, I'm fine. Thanks, Dave. Just been... Avoiding anything football-related for the last two days and going to break my fast. I know you were a bit pissed off by the result, to say the least, so I'll start with you. You know, I know we talked pre-pod there, like, it was one of those games you've said throughout the season, you know, you can normally tell how we're going to play, how Liverpool are going to play in the first 10 minutes, but this time it wasn't so clear. Um, There was good stuff and bad stuff in there. Uh, You know, we got an early goal, but what followed... Really was was flat. Didn't look like there was any heart, any bottle, any fight for that top four. The top four's gone out of our hands. I know it's going to be a topic of the pod, but what, what did you make of it, Dave? Ha, uh, shite, wasn't it? Pretty much. In a word, that that pretty much sums it. Yeah. Um, yeah, it's the worst. It's the worst we've played in a while. And for a while, I thought we were gonna we we're gonna grind another one out. But you're right. We started kind of tentatively. We did all right, and then. Great goal. Coutinho was ten minutes before that. He was he was really starting to influence the game. Wins the free kick with a great bit of skill, and then reminiscent of the one he scored at Arsenal. And then for ten minutes after that, we were great. And then Chan has a great chance to make a two 0 And I don't know what happened after that, but after that, we just we just seemed to we just seemed to lose a bit of concentration or a bit of focus and. The, the first goal you can point at any number of players as you usually can when it comes to looking at our goals which we concede where it's not normally one player that makes a mistake it's like four again down our left hand side and I don't know whether it's too simplistic to say that that's a Milner issue or not I'm sure some people will just be shouting now at their phones or whatever they're doing yes but I don't know um, but it seems to be whoever plays out there seems to have a mare Lovren dreadful for the first goal and then I thought the first 10 minutes in the second half were really good and would come out with real impetus and real determination to get to get a second goal. And then it just faded away. And then Lovren does like the maddest thing where he where he rushes a pass and gives it straight to Townsend and then he runs over to him to do something. But he just like throws himself on the floor. The bit that's and, getting me here, Dave, is you seem surprised by this. I know it shouldn't be, but... He's a professional footballer, and any time I see a professional footballer do something mental, it, it's still difficult for me to to, gra- to come to terms with. But that was just the maddest thing. He just ran across the pitch. He charged across the pitch and then tried like a diving header. Well, Townsend was the ball was at Townsend's knee, and then that leads to the corner, and the corner is horribly defended at the front post. It's not even a good corner. In fact, it's an awful corner. Firmino doesn't block it when he shoots. Somebody, I think Matip after that doesn't block it when he shoots, and then Benteke just wants just decides to get down on his knees and head it into practically an empty net. 
And then there's some goal mouth scrambles and it's really a bit disorganized and disjointed and then look like a team who's missing Henderson and missing Lalana and missing Mane and it's it just kind of peters out and it's it's just what a bunch of bastards. Unacceptable, um, maybe is the word I would use. Yeah, it's it's not great. It's not great. We've been in this position before this season when we have an opportunity to try and try and put a bit of daylight between us and the chasing pack and we failed to do it. And now we're all left feeling anxious and nervous and demoralized because everything's up in the air again. So yeah, it's it it it's it keeps on it keeps on occurring this way where our gaps are exposed at the same times and it's the same gaps and it's the same players at the heart of it. You know, it all points to to being a, a big summer, hopefully. But but that, you know, that's dependent on a top four, Dave. You know what I mean? I, I don't see us buying anything other than the crap that we have been buying the last lot of years if we don't get Champions League football. I really think that, you know, we've discussed this in this pub before. Without that Champions League football, I think we're in the wilderness for five years. You could be right. But like I say, I, I, still, say we're, I still think we're in the box seat. You know, United are playing you know, seven games in 21 days when we were playing three. Arsenal have blown up City again. You know, I don't I don't know how reliable they can be. And, you know, if Arsenal can beat you in a big game, then you can't be that reliable. So we'll wait and see. But yeah, you're right. Top four is important. Um, but we, we need to we need to take a week now. And, and we've got the Monday night to, to go and to go and beat a Watford side that Troy Denny's just decided to do some kind of Braveheart warrior cry to. So... That didn't please me a great deal, so we'll, we'll see how that plays out. But all in all, it was just a really, really disappointing weekend. No, I hear you. And Chief, yourself, would you echo those? Anything more you want to add on it? It's just, for me, you know, I, I was I was actually come around. I was quite, actually quite sort of positive top four while it was in our hands. And, I, you know, I, I would have been happy with a point there against Palace, but just the capitulation again and what Dave's saying there. You know, every time Liverpool find themselves in this position, they, they conspire against themselves to fuck it up. Yeah, I mean, yeah, I think, yeah, that, that's the thing. Uh, a point would have been fine. And having taken the lead after 25 minutes or something of 20 minutes, and you've huffed and puffed a bit, and it looks a little bit maybe like your early impetus has maybe dropped off. So it seemed like a, a great time to take the lead, and we needed to go on and score a second straight away um, the next 10 minutes and that would have killed it for me uh, I think we, we would have gone on to win the game comfortably from there or if not comfortably I would have still fancied us to go on and uh, win the game from a two goal advantage after half an hour 35 minutes or so but even then not getting the goal and then or the second goal and then being pegged back you're absolutely right a, a draw would have been absolutely fine one one a point keep ticking over keep the unbeaten run going keep confidence high no need to concede such a limp second I mean the first one was bad enough we've mentioned what we will say name names Lovren's absolutely nowhere he's gone completely walk about uh, not for the first time in his Liverpool career and not for the first time it's cost us he then gets absolutely shredded by a player who really isn't very quick at all and is famed for not being very quick so he's treading water. He's nowhere. You know, it's a decent finish for Benteke, but it, but it's easy for him. Uh, Chance let him go as well. He's passed him on or, or just let him run past him. So that doesn't cover him in glory. But even then, as you say, like 1-1, one, one, 
just just sit, take a one-one if you have to, and maybe nick something. But to capitulate and to to allow, as um, Dave says, such a soft corner to get through. Yeah, Firmino misses it, and it should never get through. He should clear it. There's there's no two ways about it. However, the guys in the middle have completely switched off. They've just taken it for granted that Firmino's going to clear it. I think. Either that or they're just not concentrating anyway. I, I would suggest the former rather than the latter, hopefully. But even then, it's still not good enough. You've got to, you've got to anticipate a top centre half, a top defender anticipates that a forward going to meet a ball skidding in at the near post just might make a hash of it, just might miss it. They don't. They don't even, they're not alive at all. Ben has got all the time in the world. You know, it's pretty just infuriating you know and it's it's all after 34 games you know and and we started the season like this chief you know what i mean we started with this all the defense all that we're 34 games end of the season and it it begs questions of what the fuck they're doing because the problems still exist or are our defense just that bad bad. i guess what i mean can they not play together are they just that bad there are players within that back four i mean i would personally of the four I would upgrade them all. There's no, no two ways. No arguments it. from me. Yeah, I would upgrade all of them. And, you know, my sentiments on Lovren have, have been there the whole time. And, yeah, he's had a few good games. But my thing about Lovren is he, he only looks good when the team is playing well and when other people are playing well beside him. He, he's never He never stands out. He's never the, the rock. He's, he, and he never plays well when all... You know, when all others are losing their heads, he's lost his a long time ago. That's the way it is. And it's basic. It's it's a really, really, really poor goal to concede. And then after that, we're chasing it because, you know, we don't have anything to bring on. You know, you can argue the toss about signings and With what the we the kindergarten do. on the bench? like Exactly. <laughs> and we've got no one there that we can bring on. Even the lad that Woodburn, who's, who's come on a few times for us, uh, personally, I, I haven't seen enough of him, but I don't see he's not he's not going to come on and change a game. He's not a he's not a Rashford type. He's not a Martial type. He's not a Michael Owen type back in the day or a Robbie Fowler type. He look he, he's probably going to progress, and he's a very young lad and, and all the rest of it. And I'm not getting at him in any way, but what I'm saying is he's the only one we've really seen apart from Trent, who did come on. And you're you're looking at him and thinking, well, you're not going to change the game. So then you're looking around and Alberto Moreno's completely out of favour. He comes on, but to, to not much avail. There's nobody else there. there. You're looking to somebody who hasn't even played a minute for the first team then to come on and, and try and change something. So once you go 2-1 down with 25 minutes to go, you're in big fucking trouble or half an hour to go. Because if you if those players on the pitch can't turn it around, you've got nothing. So that was that was really criminal for me. I mean, I... I I haven't really spoken about it since. I've avoided a lot of football talk since I've not really been in the group or anything because it really was quite gutting. I didn't expect to lose that game. I did, I certainly not after we went ahead. I don't think Crystal Palace did enough to even win the game. I mean, people say they played well. They didn't. They played all right. They played average. They played fine. They didn't do enough to score two goals. They didn't do enough to win that game for me. We handed them the points. And the fact that we couldn't muster a decent attack or anything afterwards or, or even a fashion a real chance, clear-cut chance, after we went 2-1 behind was damning as well. I mean, the players' heads went and everything. So I just hope we can turn it around now. Um, as you say, we've got to wait until Monday. Double-edged sword, but at least we'll know by then 
much more the shape of the table, how it is going to shape up. Man United will have played two tough games. Uh, you may think at home the Swansea isn't particularly tough on paper, but they're in the rele- relegation fight and they're going to have to turn up. So it's not only that easy. Obviously, a wet city is tough. Arsenal will have played, I think, twice as well by then. Uh, so we're going to know a lot more by that stage. But yeah, we need we need to beat Watford. To, to, now we could have afforded, if we'd have drawn this game, we could have afforded perhaps even to draw the Watford game. But uh, now we've lost. There's no two ways about it. We need three points. And we keep coming back to this, Holmes. You know what I mean? And I don't know whether you picked it up. I know you, you watch an awful lot of the press conferences and whatnot afterwards. But Klopp didn't fill me with any, any kind of hope. He, he seemed very flat. You know, there was no words of wisdom there. There was no words of motivation for me. I, it left me, I think that particular press conference left me the lowest I've been all season. What could he say after that? I mean, um, sometimes you, um, I remember when Brendan Rodgers used to come in and do his post matches a couple of years ago. He, he used to kind of, we used to say, oh, he really bullshits a lot. He, does, he just says my players were really good and this and that and the other. And sometimes you need that because if you're being brutally honest, there was really nothing. There's nothing to take. You've all, you guys have all said it from that match. There was nothing, and everyone was flat afterwards. So I can imagine um, Klopp was feeling even worse. I mean, we mentioned the bench, um, and I saw some people getting really excited that the kids are on the bench. Are we giving the kids a chance? Well, they're not there out of choice. They're there because we've absolutely got nobody left. And you'd rather not have these guys sitting on the bench, not because they're not good, but because they need to be training and developing in the under 18s or the under 23s or wherever it is that they're playing. So they're not on the bench for a good reason. It's because someone's fucked up somewhere along the line. Injuries, obviously, you can't control, but maybe should have reinforced in January. But that's a whole kind of separate issue. But apart from um, Klopp's press conference, would you call him... Sam Allardyce's press conference was uh, was horrible because he was sitting there pointing out every weakness that he could think of that Liverpool had and how he exploited it and how he's just some kind of genius. The list although, was quite long, wasn't it? Yeah, although we know <laughs> as Liverpool fans that you know you really don't need to do much against us. Anyone and can he, score against us right now, I think. Or probably I could. Exactly. <laughs> Put me in a pair of football boots, I could probably do something as well. But they didn't um, do that much. Like today, Sam's no, just full of and it. And that's it. just he it. They loves just, it gloating, sitting there gloating. Exactly, up. and that was the worst oh. thing, Sam Allardyce. And I, I don't know where I. Heard, I read it somewhere, but saying he hadn't won a match at Anfield. Well, he's done that now as well. So that's another piss take. But um, yeah, what a time he, to be alive, eh? Yeah, he just <laughs> he knew exactly what to do, and it's not some kind of kind of genius tactics that he did. It's just that we make we make it so easy. We do it week in, week out. Sometimes we get away with it, and sometimes we don't. When our attack's working, then it's fine. But this this week, that wasn't really happening. I mean, it's such a shame that. Philip Coutinho's amazing, amazing free kick has just got lost in all this fume because no one's mentioned that at all. It was a brilliant goal and we looked good at that point and it's just the way that we just fell apart after that. Considering what's on the line here, we're like you guys have said, we're in, we're in the front seat for top four, not maybe anymore after the result, but before we were. But to just to kind of roll over the way they did was really, really disappointing. It's just after the Stoke and the, uh, the West Bromwich Albion games, we were like, yeah, these are the tough fixtures and we've done well. We've won two or two really difficult games that we thought maybe we might lose one. And then one bad result and everything's just thrown up into doubt again, whereas everyone was really confident. I mean, even Dave, you said you were confident, so that's saying something. 
it's just horrible for him to have to him to be able to come out in a press conference afterwards and just uh, like you said list our weaknesses and say this is what we did and and we made it dead easy for them and that's just horrendous really especially at home shouldn't really be losing to them at home fair granted they've beaten Arsenal and I think they've beaten another big team is it United or City this season but really we should we shouldn't be we shouldn't be letting them get away with it that easy. But it's just it's too easy for teams against us right now. And that's the annoying thing. We don't we don't ever lose a game sort of well, if that makes sense. You know, it's not like we've played well, but we've lost because the other team were a lot better than us. And that's a lot easier to take. We're just shit. And then it's worse to it's it's harder to take. And as the guys have mentioned already, Palace didn't have to do much either. And that it just makes the whole thing doubly annoying. I think, I think I think the majority of teams come down feeling that, and it's just like you know, just just absorb it. You'll get your opportunities, yeah. and and they don't, don't need. Your time. I think yeah. The, the part for me is how many opportunities that they have. They are converting. Sometimes there's only one opportunity and we'll lose the game. Yeah. You know what I mean? It, that's that's not, been the case for a while now as well. So it's, it's, it's so annoying recent. and so it baffling. Is. You know, this is a guy who's uh, alluded to be a world-class manager, what he did at Dortmund, blah, blah, blah. Yes, people will say, yes, he took his time, you know, getting that that formula correct and so on. But after 34 games this season, the exact same problem that we saw at Burnley on the second game is still happening to us. Now, we've had purple patches. We've done well at times. But in the overall grand scheme of things, this is going to be probably a high points tally to get top four this year it's going to be more than the 70 by the looks of things um i think it was a dave that said uh, you know city are sitting on the points that would have got them top four last season or are they qualified with the, with less points last season but this season's a different animal and so i think just, we were it, challenging for the title in january or after, december that's just well december worse. it was it was gone by by mid-january it was it was all yeah. over um, and and yeah, there's there's those things, and you know, I have called them bottlers, I've called them pussies, I've called them all those things, and and you know, sitting today, I I feel quite quite vindicated in saying those things because it is true, and you know, we've got four games, two home, two away, um, you know, albeit United have this 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 fixture backlog as such, but there's a part of me that just really really does worry about them. <laughs> Just picking up points and keeping picking up points. You know, if you if you equate the games and give them their six points, they're three points ahead of us. You know, they're, they're two games behind. If you give them the six points for those, that puts them three ahead. And it's just a situation. I don't trust our players. I really don't trust our players to go no. out there and get the job done. Yeah, well, it's it's difficult now after that game. However, having said that, you're coming into that game on a seven game unbeaten run, five wins from those seven. You've gone away to Stoke. You've won. Even though you've played kids in the first half, you've gone away to uh, West Brom and you've won against the Pulis side. You've essentially output as Pulis, scored from a set piece and kept the clean sheet. So there is all that to remember, but I know what you mean. It just puts everything into doubt again, into question again. And while we had eradicated these sorts of situations from the season for well for large parts of the season you're right in the sense that it's the same problem coming back again it's maybe not been consistently there but uh, it's come back again so it, it just proves that those same weaknesses are still there but i think as i said you know the uh, and what we've been really good at this season particularly in the league is we we haven't really lost two on the bounce we we have picked ourselves up very quickly after a bad result and uh, we need to do the same because as I sort of alluded to, or in fact said in, in, refer, in what I was saying earlier, there's no way you can now afford not to beat Watford. And it becomes, 
you know, a situation. That's, that's with, not as easy as it sounds. You know, at the, not at, the end at all. Of the day, not at all. We, it's we, difficult. Like, they, with, they've with, won with their last no, three home games no, without conceding no, a goal. No disrespect so. to them. No disrespect to them, but they should not be. We should be beating them. And, and they're doing really well. They're 10th in the league this season. But I'm sorry. They beat us 3-0 they're, they're good at home. And they beat us. They hammered us at home last yeah, season. Exactly. But we smashed them at Anfield earlier in the season. And really, the venue shouldn't make that much of a difference. So well, it's a different team we're putting out. And, and, and that's really, you know, been a massive issue is that we are injuries. Uh, it's a completely different team we're going to be feeling. But... You have to beat them. You have to beat them. If you don't beat them, then then you're really in the shit. Yeah. Well, our next three games are Watford, Southampton, and West Ham. But it's teams one that we've traditionally though. done not not done well against. I mean, Watford yeah. just last season, like you said, the three 0 Southampton we haven't beaten this season, and West Ham have been an asshole of a team for us in the last few years. Absolutely. So the problem is. Okay, United might have seven fixtures in twenty-one get days or whatever it is, and Arsenal and, and all the rest of it. But can we win our four games? We need to win our four games. Basically, if we win our four oh, games. It's all yeah. forgiven. But they it's fine. should all be on on the beach. I mean, Southampton can't get anywhere. They're fifteen. They can beat. Go ahead of West Brom or behind West Brom. Otherwise, they're fifth. They're fifteen points or something behind Arsenal. They're not getting anywhere. Uh, Watford are in the same boat. They're looking for a high Premier League finish, but essentially they've got nothing to play for. They're a really difficult team to play against away from home, and you know they have beaten us, but they sh- they've got nothing to play for. Well, sometimes these teams that have nothing to play for but are even more dangerous. War, but that's the, no, there's they, there's there's never a way that they should be more dangerous with a team that has something to play for. You need to be. Yeah, that's the issue game. with us. Though. I mean, we had something to play for on Sunday, but. Did I we come we out got, and look we, like we? I think we got complacent. I think we scored the goal and on thought on what grounds? Do I mean, because I think we scored and we thought we're gonna we're gonna go on here. It's well, that's gonna like come. Stupid then, because and we I had mean, we had those ten minutes and we should have, and it didn't happen. And then we got hit in the break, and then our heads went completely. And that's the problem: is our fucking heads go all the time when things go against us. Not in every game we've talked. You know, also by coming back and stuff, but our heads went completely there, and I think that is a, you know, a mentality thing, a pressure thing, a little bit like the semi-final against Villa after we went one nil up and then completely fucking. It's just a shit defending it. thing. That's all yeah. it is. I don't even think it's a mentality thing anymore because it it happens every week. Like like we just said, you don't have to do much to score against us. It's just so easy. It's just the they, they can't defend sets in sometimes and sometimes it doesn't and that's the funny thing like sometimes you watch us play and you think okay we're playing really well it's coming here it's coming and it comes and then it comes again and we go on and win the game other times you'll watch us playing and you go what the are you shooting from 30 yards for what are you trying that ball for i mean just keep playing and their heads completely go so i mean i think it's a valid concern can we do it but it would really be up to us to shoot ourselves in the foot because the teams we're playing against, we should go on and beat. You know, we, we should. It's, it's a horrendous run-in, though, for but us, then, for Liverpool. But, but, um, you, it's you, the you, worst you kind of run-in you would want. In a way, but I still I still, I think if you're looking at it and you've got Man United, City and, and Chelsea to play in your last three games, you're, you're probably wishing you had Watford, fucking Stoke and West Ham or whatever. No, to be honest, we, we, we can get points out of those games, Neil. Yeah. That's that's the worry. It's, it's, I'm it's, I know that is, that but when you're looking at it, going for the title, you know, or going for the fourth place and you've got those teams to play, you know, who are all going for things themselves. I'd prefer to have these teams that 
they're not even the relegation scrap. They're in no man's land. They're they're completely safe. All of what them. Crystal Palace safe when they screwed oh, us really? over three three in that that title running? Oh, the three three probably they yeah, were. But I mean, we lost go. that game by going try and win it eight. Well, no. that's the thing. It's not really about the opposition with us, is it? It's us. We're our yeah. own worst enemy. Well, we do gift. We do gift wrap yeah, goals exactly. to, to these teams. So the, it's not really about the opposition or whether they're playing for something or whether they're not or whether they're top six or whatever. It, it, we just can't seem to hold it together at our end. We can't seem to to keep our end of the bargain, which is the issue here. Mm. If we could, then I would be. I'd say to you, look, I'm I'm still happy. We could if we win our last four games, fine. But I'm not so sure anymore. <laughs> I, I think there's a certain there's a certain amount of hyperbole around this result and that is as much a concern for me as anything else where, you know, we, we were seven unbeaten before this, five wins and two draws, Neil, as you, as you mentioned. Like, that's that's title winning form. And one defeat in eight doesn't mean that we're going to go and lose the next four. We just need to, we need to do what we've done. We've had results like this in the past. And I think January's scarred everybody pretty badly, including the players, where we fear now like a horrible run of form where we don't win a game in five or six. But prior to January and after that horrible run, we haven't been that team. Yeah, we've dropped points we, we shouldn't have, but you know what team hasn't? So it's a point now where, you know, the manager has to the manager has to earn his money and he has to get the players up and he has to get the players motivated. Well, whether he can get them fit or not, I don't know. Um because that but, is, but his words the other day, issue. Dave his words the other day wouldn't fill you with much confidence. No, that's true, Dave. But, you know, Klopp is, you know, he's an emotional manager and I'm sure that he finds it, like, he finds it difficult to hide his emotions on the touchline and I'm sure he'd have found it difficult to hide his emotions 15 minutes after after that game. You know, I find it difficult to do it now even. So, you know, I'm sure he's taken some time to reflect and they've got it under the train of pitch and, you know, I think they had Lucas's 10-year fucking anniversary party or something there during the week so did maybe some this, did you see a little video that stories have his gold teeth out no I don't know <laughs> I, I think I don't I don't think they had wheelchair accessibility to the venue so I don't think he made it cooperation um, <laughs> um, so you know it's it's did, hopefully there's a there's a bit of team ball in there and they can, and they can put that you know put that out of their systems and, and get a good chat about it and and, and come back and do the business because essentially now it is it's a it's a for us it's a, the equivalent of a title running and if we can navigate our way to a fourth place finish then under these circumstances then I think that will stand us in good stead for next year you know oh, and if he manages on, it with this team it's a next year already there's four games dude they're fucking they're they're scary that, well they're but are they scary really. Yes. <laughs> For us, they are. Look at the bloody names. Jesus Christ. If they were Man United, Man City, Arsenal and Chelsea, Tottenham or something like that. You know, you, you look at those a different way. You know that these pack of fucking bottlers can get up for those games. But these, you know, if they, look, if they cannot, look, Um's talked about Phil Coutinho there and the wonderful goal he scored. It was wonderful, but he did fuck all else. <laughs> well, we did well, that just was the problem. Stoke we, and West Brom back wasn't to back. That, that day either. And normally they bail us out. And when that doesn't work, then we're screwed. Because we're always going to concede one or two. I'm not saying that the result or the performance was acceptable because they absolutely were not. But it's been a while since we've seen back-to-back performances like that. And when I talk about playing those other teams, it's all well and good throwing those other teams sporadically in and around in the season. But when United have to play like three of those teams in, in four matches, you know, that takes its toll 
plus game sandwich in the Europa well. League as well. Yeah, that absolutely takes its toll, and it will on them. It absolutely will. I, like I say, I still think we're in the box eight, but we do still need to go out and 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 do the business. You know, Lalana hopefully is going to be back for Monday night, and I think that's going to make a massive difference. You can have a midfield three there of, of Lalana, Wijnaldum, and Chan at the base. I'm going to say you'll hopefully have your first choice back four. I know that's not saying a whole lot, but it's still better than having fucking Clavin in there, isn't it? So, you know, Our thank, only choice back four. Yeah, so thank thank God for small mercies and all that. Um, and then really, you know, you're just relying on on Origi to have a have a good game because he, he's one that he's one that I thought was finding finding himself working working his way into a little bit of form there. Um, the way he did towards the end of last season before he got injured, and he was dreadful on Sunday. Really, really poor. But I think um, we can forgive him that one, Dave. You know, he's been he has the goal. Like, he's got the strike rate and everything there. He's never let us down. That's really the first time he's been that poor all season. I agree, and I, you know, me, Dave. I'm a big fan. You know, I think that the the guy has has loads and loads of promise, and, and people are talking about giving right my channel a little bit more time because he is a young player, and they're absolutely right. But Origi's even younger. You know, the guy's only turned 22, you know, regardless of whether he looks 30 or not. I just hope that we get the form from the front three and, and are able to dis- mitigate any further injuries because it makes such a big difference on our on our, on our our style of play. And you even, need to look at, you even need to look at Chelsea against United. Alonso had to drop out and they had to completely reshuffle their, their back five and they were all over the place. Because they were missing a couple of players. They were all over the place. It's the only logical explanation for it. They didn't just decide to turn up and play that badly. So it makes a massive difference. Um, Apparently Lalana's back on Monday. Yeah, so you know, I think that could be a huge, huge positive force. We've really missed his dynamism. It's massive. It's massive. Just in terms of shape, in terms of bringing another option, in terms of pushing one of the players now onto the bench, giving you an option from there. Yeah. Style of play, holding the ball, taking time out of the game. If you, and if in you terms of the yourself, press, Neil, yeah. in terms of the press, more so than anything else, because you know I think it's, it's no secret that he's the one that triggers that along with Firmino. And with Firmino playing out wide and Alana missing, you you know that's practically non-existent compared to what it is when those two guys are playing where they're supposed to. Yeah, and you have the confidence boost that one of your first team players who's been out for a long time is coming back. You know, that's always it's one always of our a, best players as well. Yeah, this has season. been certainly most important, or mm. not the most important, but certainly very important to how we played and and contributed loads. I mean, looking at the fixtures, I've brought them up here. It is it is a nightmare run for for United. I mean, take away even the the derby and and the Swansea game between the fourth and the seventeenth of May, thirteen days. They've got five five games. And the only time they're at home is the home leg against Celta Vigo or Celta Vigo. They're away at Arsenal. Obviously, they're away at Celta to begin that run. Then they're away at Arsenal. Then they're home to Celta, away at Spurs and away at Southampton, all within 13 days. There's no way they're not dropping some points in those in those Premier League games. Not when they're going all out for the Europa as well. There's no way. They're going to have to rest players. They said lost, that against Chelsea. They've lost their that, top That's top my worry. <laughs> yeah, I know, but shit happens sometimes, you know. They won that game. They're not going to go and beat Spurs and Arsenal away from home. I but I would, uh, be done by then, Neil. You know what I mean? They have the extra games. They have another They have another two games on top of what we've got to play. They're not going to beat City away we're, from home either. 
I don't say I. I honestly, those three games. Okay, if City play the way they played in that semi-final at the weekend in the second half. United could well win there. Did you think they they'd beat Chelsea? They're playing, they're playing at the Etihad. Are we they're actually playing. seriously talking about United getting nine points from those three games? Yeah, they're never. It isn't going to happen. And let, let me let me throw in another spanner in your works here. Tottenham just went out of the cup. We know what what happens to Tottenham when they go out of cups traditionally. And we know that United always have Tottenham or West Ham as one of their last two or three fixtures. And traditionally, they roll over to fuck for them. And it's always who's, us that ends who's up. Scoring, who's scoring for United against against Tottenham? That bald fucker Rooney for a start. <laughs> I mean, that goal he scored at the weekend was a comedy of errors. I mean, he scuffs one in just about. I just don't see it. Of Mr. course, we goal. sit here with egg on the face at the end of the season because United have picked up every single point from here to the end of the season. But you ask me my honest opinion, I don't see that happening. I really don't. If it does happen, then it happens. Shit happens. You can't do anything about that. Like, But I don't see them coming away from City, Arsenal and Spurs and Southampton with maximum points. No, I think that, and I think that's fair enough. You know what I mean. But it's just what, it's Palace our abil- day as well. Yeah, Palace our like ab- our ability to get the points is is what I'm questioning more than yeah, anything else. Yeah, I don't believe United need to win all those games. That's that's the issue. <laughs> and you know, I, I'm I'm basing this podcast on Arsenal are out of the equation. But the you know with the, the possibility there, imagine we get four draws in the next four games, we're fucked. Yeah, but why imagine the worst? We've hardly drawn many games this season. I mean, we've got more in the win and, and loss columns. You know, certainly more in the win columns. We haven't drawn that many games, and I don't see us now going four draws in a row. Like, I mean, I would guess we'll probably win three and draw one. You might, you might win two and draw two. Is I, that going to be enough? Well, that's that's where the question is. Winning two and drawing, winning two, drawing two might be difficult. I'd say winning three, drawing one. Yeah, you're there. I just want to win all four. <laughs> I'd say probably three wins gets you. Being does honest. anybody think we're going to win all four? Because I did suggest on a Twitter earlier that if anyone does think that, can they share the drugs they're on, please? I think any team, any team winning four games in a row is difficult. It's seldom. It doesn't happen very often. Any team mm. winning four games in a row, and you can apply that to us. You can apply that to Manchester United. You can also apply that to Manchester City. In truth, it applies to every team. So, you know, if we get two wins and two draws, I think that's fine. Worst case scenario, you're looking at a, a win. Sorry, two wins, a draw, and a defeat. That's worst case, I think. And I'm just I'm merely basing that on our points per average this season. And I don't expect... So that leaves that us, to, what, on 74, Dave? That would leave us. Yeah. It would leave us on 73. 73. And, you know, top four, top fourth place finish last year was 66 so you'd like to think 73 would get us there. Um, last season, I don't think we can use that last season as an example. Well, the majority of five games left. To get 74 points, they need 11. So they need three wins, two draws from the five that's, games. That's more than two points a game. And they, you know, they haven't operated at that at any point of the season so far, never mind with this fixture congestion. Now, I'm not saying that's going to happen. I'm just applying that to what we've seen so far over the last 32, 33, 34 games, or however many it may be. Sorry, they've got six games left, actually. Yeah, but you know, oh, I think what still. four of them are four of them are away from home. Yeah, and they're against the they're against the top four teams, and United haven't 
done that well against them this season. They've had a couple of wins, I think. They've had a couple of defeats, a couple of draws. So it's mixed. I mean, you'd imagine those three games, they'd be happy to come out with a win and two draws. Absolutely. You could argue their points total at the minute actually inflated because they haven't played those games, and we have. You could. You'd be right. At least up their point. I mean, you don't see them going and, and taking nine points from those games. And certainly not when they've got loads of eggs in, in this Europa League basket, you know. We're the top of that little mini league and we didn't even take nine points from those games. Yep. So I think we're we're in a good place. We took, I think, five points from those games. So like I say, I think we're in the box seat. But, you know, the eyes turn to the Watford match now and, and to see what he decides to do and what teams show up in the first 10 minutes. Need to bounce back big time. Yeah, we need we need to win. We need to go out there yep. and, and, and just win the game. However you do it, hopefully do it quite well, you know, just beat them 2-0 or something and, and just make it not, not much of a contest. It's, it's, it's away, isn't it? Yeah. Maybe away is a better thing, funnily enough. I think moving on to Watford, you know, it's a, that they are next up. And I, and I think... Dave yourself, like at least Watford try and play a bit of football, which which it bodes well for us in some ways. Um, at least it's not bus parking and that sort of negative football. Watford do try and play a decent brand of football. Yeah, they're a funny team, aren't they? You just don't know what type of side they're gonna get. And they can do it both. They can they can mix it up. They can they can play their way through and they've got you know, they've got pacey players and then they can go direct to Dini if they want to. You look at the Watford game last year, and it was probably our worst performance of the season. I think um, it was absolutely dire. So you can only hope that he's learnt from that game the way he learnt from the game um, last season at West Brom, and the way he learnt from the game last season at Stoke, and, and was able to improve on those results this year. It concerns me that they were so bad at the weekend, and that Dini has now decided to televise a rally and cry to his teammates. I don't know what side's going to turn up on the day. The the only other thing is, well, I, I can't imagine that that, that manager, Matsari, will be there at the end of the season either. The fact that he's lasted an entire season to miracle that club. So I can't say he'll be particularly motivated, especially considering that they're comfortably safe. You know, we, we need to sort out, we need to sort out those basic issues that the teams are exposing. And, and again, it, it's down that, down that right-hand side, um, our left-hand side, um, we saw goals conceded down that came from there, uh, you know, against Bournemouth, against Burnley, against um, Palace the weekend, and then you know the, you threw the set pieces in there, and, and there's no getting away from it. And there's Stoke. Is, yeah, Stoke. You know, there's there's issues there. There are issues down that side of the pitch, and it's so difficult to pinpoint exactly what they are from my perspective. And like I said earlier on, you could simplify it. And, and say, well, Milner's left back, so it's bound to be his his problem. But I, I, I just I just don't know. Um, There's a collective concentration, Dave. It could be because you know I look at that goal. I look at that goal we conceded at the weekend, and and Milner switches off, Lovren switches off, lets Kabai get in behind him. Madab is kind of you know Lovren, Lovren shouldn't be chasing the play. He shouldn't be Lovren should be the one defending the front post there for me. That that should be what happens. But the other two guys behind him. Their position is determined by wherever he goes because they need to come across and, and keep the space relatively short between the, between the three of them. And Maddox doesn't know whether to come or go. He kind of makes them, again, similar to Burnley or maybe Bournemouth where he makes a half-hearted attempt to block the ball or Stoke, maybe. Stoke. Um, maybe, maybe. Maybe it was all of them. Who knows? And then, and then Klein struggling to get back at the back post. And, and he's got two players to mark, one of which is Benteke. 
you know, it's it's we're, we're all over the place. We're all over the place. But it, it comes from it comes from from down that side. So I don't know whether it's because there is an issue there or because teams have just decided we're just going to focus our attacks down there and they're bound to make a mistake and we ultimately do. Who knows? The same know. thing might happen if they did it down the right. I think there's a bit of, of Miller playing high, which he's being asked to do up to a point, but it's also sort of come out in some of the things that Klopp said that you know, sometimes he's, he's playing a bit too high at times and, and should be dropping back slightly. It's also to do with the fact that he's got obviously no pace to get back. And then it's to do with the fact that neither Lovren nor Clavin is particularly reliable on that side. So either could switch off or simply just get done and not be good enough to get back in. And Matty just constantly seems to be getting hung out to dry by playing alongside somebody who's hanging about to dry. So it's kind of a combination of, of all of those things going on, added to which Matty's kind of you know, if you sort of listen to the stories and stuff, and I don't know how much you read into them or whatever, it's sort of playing through an injury, it seems, or not really training during a week, or at least, and it possibly isn't in the best of condition. But, but down that side, it seems to be, yeah, essentially a left back who has done well but isn't really a left back and has his own issues of being 31. And um, a centre back, whether it's Clavern or Lovren, who isn't essentially really fit for top level, and, and we're getting punished time and again. Well, that, that's what that's what Sam Allardyce said. He said that we know that their fullbacks go forward and leave the centre backs exposed. There was a still on um, on Twitter that I think Sam Maguire put up, which I liked, uh, which you'll find out why in a second. Because there's the the um, just before I think they conceded the corner for the second goal, Lovren is literally on his own with the ball. And there's no midfield anywhere near him. Now I know you guys don't like him and everything like that, but I've said this for a long time now. It doesn't. It, you can't just rely on one person at the back. You know, if you're going to leave him so exposed and on his own, he's going to make mistakes. He's he's not great, but he's not that bad either. That's what my issue's been all all this time. But. I think the thing with him is, I think that's true. I think he can't leave him exposed. But I think the well, thing you, with him is... That's not how a team works, though. He makes the mistakes, anyway. he isn't exposed. He just yeah. makes the mistakes. Well, yeah, I mean, that's what I'm saying. I'm not saying he's great all the time. I'm saying that, you know, if you put centre-backs in that position, you know, even the good ones are going to struggle. So my point is, then, you know, the team needs to work a bit better together, which is the yeah. issue, uh, which was the issue um, against Palace. And we've seen it in previous games where the midfield's gone walkabout as well. And they, that's what he said in his press, his post-match, that we knew that their centre-backs were going to be exposed and we, we took advantage of it. Yeah, but For me, it's his decision-making. I, I don't like to give too but much. But it's not just that one issue is my point. There's lots of other things, you know, Lover that, gets that, that are happening. Walkabout, he goes the wrong side and gets left for dead by a player who essentially has no legs. I mean, he's great from the waist up, like, but he's, he gets completely destroyed by Kavai who's a fantastically skillful player, but shouldn't be the type of player who's spinning in behind you and leaving you for And then because one's out of position, he has to come out of position and then Matip's out of position. See, there's that kind of effect, isn't there? So oh. then, you know, then it's always not Matip's fault, but, you know, well, well Lovren was covering somewhere he shouldn't have been on the pitch either. I don't know. I'm not, Holmes, I'm not saying Matip shouldn't do better because he absolutely should do better. Because he was rubbish that day as well. They all were. Oh. A hundred percent, a hundred percent. With me for Lovren, it's it's purely. It was, yeah, he had a mare that day. It's yeah. decision making from him, yeah. and he just does the maddest things. Like there was one, there was one in the first half where he kind of hooked the ball over his shoulder, but instead of trying to hook it, just just kick it 
out for a throw-in. He tries to hook it up the pitch and hooks it right onto a Palace player's chest yeah. and think it was punching, and then they go in the attack. The, the sensible thing to do is just kick it out of play and get back to where you're meant to be, not in the left-back position. You've seen him and do that the second one's the, the corner that leads to the goal. What, what, what is he thinking? Just push him wide. Don't yeah. give him the entire side of the pitch to run into because that's what he did. Well, he he's does got, that when he comes He comes out and he tries to, def- they say, defend on the front foot. And when it works, it looks really good. But then it's going to get the times when you're just going to completely miss and look like complete arse, which is what happened. He just he completely mistimed or whatever it is um, what he was supposed to be doing. And then he just looks like an idiot. So he, he has to work often, no. all the time. Yeah, he has yeah, to work all this, the time. Yeah. Well, here, I, I want to do something. I want to do something here for you because we're, 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 we're up towards the hour here. But I think it'll be a bit of fun doing this. I'm going to go around. We've got Watford, our next game. Chief, for you, how many points should we take? Three. Dave? Same. And Amara? <laughs> uh, <laughs> yes, three. I think we need to, we're need. we going to bounce back. You I'm hoping. <laughs> Hope so then, so, so after, after that, we're at home to Southampton. Chief? Uh, well, <laughs> three. It could be one, but three. Dave? I'm going to go one. Okay, and Omara? Yeah, I'm going to go one as well. Only because we haven't beaten them this season. <laughs> well, I, w- I would say four points from those two games. I don't know what way it'll go, but I'll say four points. So if we move in then to the last two, away to West Ham, oh, Neil, what, do you, what do you think of that one? Yeah, I think we'll beat them. I think we'll get three. And I think it because they're not the same team that they were last year and they've shown that the whole season. And, and they're the- not so clever at home either. Mm-hmm. No, and the player that always scores against us is out for the season. So, Who's yeah, that? I think uh, Antonio. Oh, right. <laughs> so, uh, I think we'll beat them. And I think they've, they'll have nothing to play for either. So, I think we'll, we'll do them. Dave, yourself? Yeah, they, they, hate, they hate it there, don't they? <laughs> they fucking hate it there. So, yeah, they're, they're, not, they're not really at home there just yet. No, they don't like it one bit. So, I, I'm, I'm confident of a win there. And... and they're hit and miss, but they're far more missed than they are hit. So, yeah, I, I'd be confident of three points there. And Ohms? I don't know, a draw. Yes, I'm, I'm, I'm airing the side of a draw for that one. Because I would say, again, you know, in the group of two, we'll take four points. I would expect us to beat Middlesbrough. will be down by then, one would imagine. Um, I would go for the three points uh, against Middlesbrough. Would you agree with that, Chief? 100%. They've got nothing. And Dave? Yeah, they're dreadful at both ends of the pitch, aren't they? They'll already be down, and they were, in fact... They, they just, they were already down. Do you see the way they gave up on Saturday? They just threw the tile in. They just couldn't be bothered. So yeah. I, th- I think those are pretty safe points, though. Yeah. Ums, would you agree with that? Yeah, yeah. I mean, if we can't okay, so just brought at home, then we're a bit... So just for, the, just for the fun of it, I'm going to go through United's results, and, and, and I'm sure there'll be no absolutely no bias at all here. Yeah. <laughs> uh, the, the 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 Manchester derby. Do you see them getting anything from it, Neil? I can see that being a draw or a City win. I don't see United going there and getting three. Dave, same. Get off mute. When do, when do the play Celta? <laughs> when do the play Celta? Next Thursday. The the derby's this Thursday. Yeah, the fourth of May. It's the dar the derby is um, on Thursday coming. Then on the thirtieth, uh, they're they're at home to Swansea. Then they're away to uh, Celta Vigo. Then they're at home to Arsenal. Draw uh, three days later. You know, it's every, every, their, their games are coming in blocks of three days. Okay. You, you said draw. 
I, I think I think that's a draw as well. Ooms, what what do you reckon? Yeah, I'm hoping it's a draw. I think a draw is a good result. Draw is the best result, I think. Yeah. So so then again, quickly, you know the uh, the Swansea game they're at home for. Those are the type of games they've been dropping points in. What do you reckon, Neil? It's a tough one to call. I mean, I can see them winning it, but Swansea are going to put absolutely everything into it because they have to put everything into every game, and they have actually had success at Old Trafford before. But I can say you can't really say anything other than you'd expect them to get the three. I know, um, Dave. I fan- I, don't- I fancy them to draw points here. Um, I think Swansea have become under Clement a more difficult team to beat. And they've got quality at, at, at the top end of the pitch in Sigurdsson and Llorente. So I can see maybe a one each there. And, and this game will still be live for them. I think that's the point. You know, it's a good time. Yeah. It's, a, it's a good time that they're playing Swansea because, you know, it's still that relegation fight. For you, yeah. what way do you see that one? Yeah, I agree with um, with Dave with this one, actually. they I remember what they did to us. <laughs> so I'm hoping they'll do something similar to, um, to United. So, yeah, draw, maybe even a loss there. Mm. And then next up's Arsenal, Neil. Um, again, I'd look drawish for this one. I'd look at it. I'd definitely look at a draw. I mean, it's got even a nil-nil or a one-one written all over it. I can't see it being particularly high scoring. Um, I can't see either side wanting to let the other side win. So yeah, draw. Dave. Yeah, I agree with Neil. It'll be one-nil either way, or or nil-nil or one-one maybe at a push. So we'll go for a draw. Just meet in the middle. <laughs> and almost. Draw, yeah, draw. So after that, they go, um, they're at home to Celta Vigo, and three days later, they have Spurs away. Um, and I, this is the one I worry about, actually. Um, I, I, again, I, I would sort of say a United win or a draw. I just got a feeling fucking Spurs are going to do a bottle job again. Neil. What, what do you reckon? Yeah, I mean, I wouldn't fancy Spurs to win this, I'd have to say. Regardless always... of that form, you know? Yeah, regardless of their form. I mean, they, they had actually put seven wins together. I don't know if that's that's gone or whether that's just the whether whether that was just the cup match they, they lost or, or didn't get a, a point in. But they had put a really good run together and they were they're climbing the league really nicely. Um but they their shit against their their record against their rivals this season has been pretty poor except for the Chelsea result. They are famously shit against United. I would hope for a draw in this, but I could see United nicking it, you know. Sadly so. <laughs> Dave, yourself? I think Spurs will chin them. Do you? Yeah, I genuinely, really? think, I genuinely think Spurs will chin them. I think Spurs are really good. They are really good. And you know The what? only time they chinned them was the, the Gareth Bale year, wasn't it? Wasn't that the only time they, they beat them? But what? Maybe they've beaten them since. Yeah, but see with, the, see with the games now, you know, Spurs will be looking to finish strong. It's one of their last, it's probably their last big game at White Hart Lane as well. You know, so I ex- I expect this to be a big occasion, and they've got the players. They they really do, unless they have some type of injury crisis. And regardless of what anybody says about Kane, he's a fucking goal machine. Does um, Spurs play Arsenal before they play United or after? I think it's after. No, it's not. It's before they play well, them. Then it's this, before. The, sorry, man. They play them this weekend. <laughs> so well, they've then, got the plenty of those plenty, yeah. So that might be an indication of what we're going to see in that game. Yeah. See how they see how they turn up against Arsenal. Um, but I, I fancy Spurs. Nice, nice. Amara, what, what what do you reckon? Yeah, I was going to say the same. Actually, I think Spurs might win this one as well. Couldn't they've got a good, really good hmm. quality team. I'd be happy if to I see Spurs win this. Yeah. Yeah. Oh yeah. Then after that, you know, they they have a uh, you know that sort of ends the the well the seventeenth and other three days they have Southampton. 
uh, away, which I can you know, see the draw on that. Yeah, you could actually see a draw on that one. I could actually see a draw on that one because Southampton aren't aren't bad. You know what I mean? The the the, the played there against Chelsea tonight and the lost four two, but they're still they're still a goal threat. And I think if you're a goal threat against United, you stand a chance. Um, Dave, yourself. I this is this is where you start to get to that strange part of the season where it comp- because they're in the Europa League, it completely depends on what has preceded it. So if they're you know, four points off us with all games played, then they might just bend it off and concentrate on the Europa League. If, if provided they haven't lost. Yeah, exactly. But... Provided they haven't got knocked out of it. On on alternatively, you know, there's 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 that scenario or the fact that they're neck and neck with us and they're out of the Europa League. So it's it, this is a strange one. Um if I'm going on the previous predictions, I'd say they'll 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 draw. I'll say they'll draw if if everything goes as I've said it was going to happen before. That's cool. And Amara, yourself? I think they might win this one. Southampton aren't great. <laughs> Saw that tonight. Well, but... It was easier predicting United's results than our own. Because <laughs> <laughs> we don't. Because we know ourselves so well. Because <laughs> we think. Because we think logically about these, Dave. <laughs> I suppose there's that. Well, listen. They, they finished. They have a week break then before they play Crystal Palace who one would imagine in current form should be well and truly safe by then. Um, Allardyce and, and doesn't do much against United either, like, does he? And I, I, I think once he's safe, as far as Allardyce is concerned, that's job done for him. You know what yeah, I mean? He'll take the always has been. That. So I think United get three points there, to be honest with you. Would you agree, Neil? Yeah, last day I think they'll get three. And Dave? If Allardyce gets like an extra 10 grand for an extra placed league finish and he can move up a place then Palace will win if he personally gets 10 grand yeah, yeah if he personally gets like a little win bonus for, <laughs> for finishing a high, one place higher and they can then Palace will win it oh there we go brown envelopes again and Omaro your prediction for this one um, a draw oh a draw so <laughs> no no, no reason that, behind that just a draw based on that you know that's why I say we're still in with a shout of this but listen before we close there was one little incident there in the game at the weekend I think would be sort of remiss we didn't cover it very quickly and that was I think there's been a bit more made of it than maybe should have been um, was the uh, and Neil you brought it up so I'll come to you first uh, the uh, the Sacco handshake with Benteke and I think it's got a few of our fans a little bit hot under the collar but this moment in time, Crystal Palace are paying his wages. He's playing for them. He was treated very badly, in my opinion, by Liverpool. So I don't see anything wrong with what he did. No, neither do I particularly. Um, I read an interview with him and I saw the game and saw the the you know the reactions. And he didn't jump up and celebrate the goal. He was on the bench and he didn't really do much. And Benteke came over to him and they have a wee handshake. And, you know, you've seen it a million times. It's it's a pretty muted celebration, to be honest. It was just the fact that the the cameras dragged it out in super slow-mo and, and made quite a big deal of it, you know, as they like to do, because it's a bit of a soap opera football, you know. They love to stir it up. It's sports entertainment, after all. But for me, there's fuck all wrong with that. I mean, he's not doing an Adebayor, you know. He's not running the length of the pitch and sliding on his knees. And in a way, there's... Probably a little bit of karma has come back to bite Liverpool on the ass with with that result at the weekend. You know, we've been off Benteke and we had our reasons for doing so, but he would have felt slighted. He got the goals. You know, we've we've been off Sacco for for what I think was the, was the drugs thing. 
actually, I don't think there was really much else to it, but there were other reasons given. But I think it was the drugs thing, and and that turned out to be a bit of a a bit of a nightmare, a bit of a miscarriage of of justice, if you want to use that term. Um, falsely accused, essentially, of of taking an illegal substance that wasn't even illegal, and it kind of wrecked him. So. For me, you know, it's not a big deal. I'm not going to get hot under the collar about it. He's not coming back to us anyway. I think that's been made fairly clear. We wouldn't take him back. I think that's been made fairly clear, whatever some of us may may feel about that. So, fair play to him, you know. Why not? Anamara, your thoughts? Oh, see, I disagree. <laughs> I, I think it's one of those ones. If you're a Sacco fan, you're going to look for ways to defend him and if you're not you're not but I actually am I was a I don't think there's anything to defend though um, you know what I mean he as well, I say Crystal Pals paying his wages he wasn't running around to pitch with his arms in the air it was a, it was a handshake between well what used to be a next teammate at Liverpool so one would on, imagine man, you look, to be friends look at their faces you didn't tell me there was a little bit of of glee in there and they didn't plan of course I was well, why the fuck not why did if he why not yeah, but then it's you know, look, it doesn't matter if he's at Palace or if they're paying his wages, he's still technically a Liverpool player, is he not? Or I'd have yeah, a little disagree with on, that. Like, I mean, he wasn't given the fingers why was he even the on the bench? Like, why was he on the bench? That was, I think, that was some kind of tactic there, personally. What, <laughs> what, what, what there's no point. In him, in him being Ooh, on the bench. You know, it's, 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 it's a squad, squad harmony. You travel together. He's not injured or anything. So, uh, you know, at the end of like, the day, if we hadn't left Benteke fucking tan our hides, we would not have had to witness that. So it's it's our own fault. Yeah, and, and I, had, I and had we have won three two, we wouldn't there. care. Yeah. yeah, no, we wouldn't care. But I think there was an element of of bit of a of disrespect in that personally. No. Just it was it was yeah to piss a clock off. Fair fucks to him then. Uh, because Benteke Dave, obviously was uh, let go. He didn't, he, I'm assuming he didn't want to leave Liverpool. And then you've got the this. He just, he just walked with his arms down. I, look, I, 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 I think it's all blown out of proportion. I think, it's, I think it's mad. Dave, yourself, quickly to close. Yeah, it's nothing, isn't it? It's just nothing. Um, Sacco's become a, quite a divisive figure amongst Liverpool fans. But realistically, he hasn't played for us in over a year. And he's highly unlikely to play for us again. And but sadly, the, team, the shit that we've seen playing for us remind us of what we're missing. I think that's well, the problem. Like I've, like, well, like I've said before, Dave, our, our defensive issues go go way back before Sacco got ditched. So you know, it's uh, this isn't this isn't. I don't think it's necessarily a personnel issue. Uh, it is a personnel issue, but it's more than that. But he's playing for he's playing for a side. He's playing for a team, and his team. Scored a goal and he celebrated the goal as whatever way he wanted to. I wouldn't, I wouldn't have cared if he jumped up out of his seat, to be honest. And if I had been a Palace fan and he hadn't have celebrated, then I probably would have been pissed off because it's their money that's going through the turnstiles that's helping to pay his wages. So, you know, that's the way I would look at it. Um, yeah, but even players when they've been sold on to different teams, sometimes you know, dependent on the player maybe, but sometimes they don't celebrate out of respect. I don't so agree with that. You I don't see agree that. With that either. It okay, you don't the... agree with it, but it happens, and they do it out of respect. Don't that's what they say, don't they? Well, they say, that's we, what they, we don't that's, celebrate out of respect. That's what they say they do, but do they just do it to pacify people and, and put this pretense on? I don't know. I don't understand why they don't celebrate. They used to celebrate like fuck. I when we we when I watched football as a kid. The big thing was, oh, I love that against his former club. 
yeah, you know, started running this. away. It's, it's because know, modern day fans are so scary, Neil. You know, they're such a scary bunch. The modern are, day fans are a bunch of fannies these days. I mean, uh, uh, I'm not to use sexist terminology there, but they're just a, a, people are just a little bit precious about things. I think these days. I mean, he's a footballer. He scored a goal, and, and Sacco, I, I don't think really did that much. But Ben Teke has every right to fucking really let rip there when he scores a couple. It's and he didn't, joy. he didn't, he didn't really. And he didn't, but he never he didn't. really does. I, but he does walked he, over to Saka. He made a point. He pushes his hand down. It's a hand down thing. It's nothing. It's nothing. It's nothing. It's nothing. Um, and it shouldn't take away from the result and the performance because it wasn't good enough. And you yeah, know what's that, what we need. That, to that's another on. thing. It's, it's possible to be pissed off at both. I've seen a lot of people saying, "Oh, well, why are people pissed off at Saka? You should be pissed off at Lovren." I was pissed off at both. You can be. It's not. You don't have to choose a particular side. Yeah, you can be. That's what I'm saying. You can be. You Uh, say you're not happy with the result, and you know you didn't like. I'm not. I wasn't uh, one of those people who were over the top. This, you know, upset with Sacco. But yeah, I thought it was disrespectful. Well, listen, we'll leave it there and we'll move into plugs because I'm sure Dave will have some household products to, to plug for us this week. Uh, well, we had still at bang last time, so Dave, where can we find you on Twitter and what would you like to plug? It's always an adventure. Yes, uh, David Dunning, 81 on Twitter. And no household products this year, Dave, but I will plug a an early spring grass cut because I finally got the cup of grass today. Because it, I know, I'm so happy. Because it rains all the time, and you can never get a day where you can get the grass cut. So I finally got to cut the grass today. So I was absolutely delighted. So early spring grass cutting, I highly recommend it. It's very therapeutic after a devastating weekend victory. Defeat. There's never a fucking dull moment in your house like this. (laughs) Everything's exciting, mate. You can make fun out of any activity, I'm telling you. Oh, I don't know. Adams, what, what about yourself? I think you did your article and whatnot, which I haven't got a chance to look at this week because I've been too busy. But plug away. Where can we find you, et cetera, et cetera? Well, everyone knows where to find me. And yeah, I do my match reports after every game, so not really anything to plug there. But yeah, I did slag off Lauren in this one, so you might enjoy it. The red letter day. My slagging isn't the same as your slagging. My level of slagging was a bit less. because, But but for me, it's slagging because obviously you know why. <laughs> and, and finally, yourself, Neil, where can we find you? Anything you want to plug, mate? Uh, you can find me on Twitter at Neil1980 if, if you want. And uh, no, not really up to much football-wise. Um, not really much else to plug, to be honest. So yeah, Twitter, that's it. Well, just a, a plug for WFI for myself and, and just sort of to, to let our, our subscribers on, on from the cop left side of things on, on that account know that we will be moving basically where you can find us from the beginning of next season and we're actually starting it from this podcast. Uh, we're going to be moving across onto the World Football Index feed. So, you know, I'm going to continue posting the, the remainder of the pods this season on uh, the other SoundCloud account for Copcast. But from next season... Um, you know, we will be on World Football Index. I said they'll be on the, the two platforms for the for the rest of the season. So if you want to make a transition across, there's other great stuff across there. Pods for everybody across there, um, and we'll be under the uh, the EPL Weekly uh, banner across there um, weekly, obviously for for next season. Other than that, I'd just like to thank the guys for their time. As always, always a pleasure chatting. And no matter how depressing it gets, it's always interesting. And just thanks to the listener as always. And until next week, bid you farewell. Farewell.